Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this NBA playoff update here on the podcast. Had Emily Anderson of Third and Girl on with me. We talk all four conference semifinal series. We look at the West first. We uh, give some picks, some thoughts and analysis on it before we go into uh, the Eastern Conference. We recorded it at halftime of the Cavs-Raptors game and obviously before the Sixers-Celtics. So we do pause. I give a little playoff hockey update. So if you're a hockey guy or girl, enjoy that. If not, no hard feelings. Feel free to fast forward to our live reactions after the Sixers-Celtics game ended. Obviously, uh, did not go our way for the Sixers. So if you are a Boston fan, you might enjoy hearing how wrong we were beforehand. (laughs) But as always, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Would really love to hear what you guys think in the comments. Search The Bullpen Cart on iTunes to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports, of course, is where you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. And then ThunderBlogSports.com is where you can find all of our blogs. But enjoy this week's episode. Greg and I will be back for The Bullpen Cart for baseball on Sunday. But enjoy your weekend, the Kentucky Derby, and all the playoff action ahead. Welcome to this NBA playoff update episode of the podcast, Little Girls on Hoops crossover. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me, if that hint wasn't enough, is Emily Anderson, third and girl, host of Girls on Hoops, all one episodes of it. Emily, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, I decided that you didn't have enough NBA content, so I had to jump on and get it out there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Had a weird week of trying to schedule baseball with uh, between Matt having a busy schedule, Greg having a busy schedule, us hanging out with uh, some survivors. It's been tough to schedule, so this is nice to do to get a podcast out this week. Greg and I are going to come back on Sunday for uh, kind of a recap of the last two weeks in the MLB, so stay tuned for that. But tonight, we are going to talk about the NBA playoffs, give a little update to all four semifinal series that are in play right now, or conference semis, I should say. Uh, we're going to start in the West, and then we're going to move over to the East, and we're going to do something interesting because we're f- recording this in the middle of Game 2 of the Cavaliers-Raptors series, which why the NBA puts games at 6 is beyond me, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Then we're going to talk our thoughts on Game 1 of the Sixers, and then come back and give our instant reactions. Sound like a plan to you, Emily? Sounds great. All right. So, we start in the West. We are going to start with the Rockets and the Jazz, who got evened up last night. The Jazz come into Houston. They win. Silenced everybody. Uh, Freezing cold takes had a a lot of content to dish out where nobody gave the Jazz a fighting chance. And, I mean, they were, at times, really putting it to the Rockets. Yeah, and everyone wants to talk about, you know, Donovan Mitchell putting this team on his back and carrying him to the lead. But I want to talk about Joe Ingles putting this team on his back and carrying them to the lead. Okay. I mean, he scored 27 points, which is a team high. It was his career high in points. He shot 7 for 9 from 3. Like, it was Donovan Mitchell shot 2 for 8 from 3. And I also like to put Donovan Mitchell down whenever I can. Yeah, I mean, you you can't discount Rudy Gobert either he had a pretty big night he did yeah double double I mean only 15 points but you know for center that's that's pretty good 14 rebounds uh so I mean you, you definitely have to look at it in stride I mean Jay Crowder also coming off the bench having a nice night for him had the 
the uh, Donovan Mitchell actually had the team high in plus minus, but in terms of their big men, he he seemed to have the big impact in terms of that. So I mean, definitely a, a lot to to look at for this team. Crowder obviously putting up a double double as well with uh, a plus minus there. I mean, I don't think it's gonna make this all of a sudden a seven game destined series like you you see in you know baseball when a team takes an away game or or in hockey or any any other ser- you know sports that look at series, but. I mean, it's nice to see. It's nice to see that we don't won't have a sweep in that. Um, you know, the, the second round will have some excitement beyond it. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the the Rockets score, and James Harden put up thirty two, Chris Paul put up twenty three, Clint Capella put up twenty one. So like, you really just need like one of your other starters to put up decent ish numbers. Like Trevor Ariza was only shooting forty percent and twenty five percent from three. And didn't get to the line at all. Oh, James Harden shot 13 free throws. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, for them to win that game, you know, like, just because they have Chris Paul and James Harden, both of them can take a game over, like, with the snap of a finger. Yeah. And so you just need, like, a little tiny bit of help where I feel like the Jazz need, like, a lot more help. Plus, like, everybody needs to work together and, like, all this synergy has to happen where on the Rockets' side, it's really just, like a little thing has to happen for them to pull it out which it didn't last night but i don't think it's not going to for the next five games no i agree and you could even argue too they both had paul and harden both had five fouls so there might have been some conservative play down the stretch i mean they were at times they were really getting blown out i think utah got up by 30 at one point so there's this that and the other thing i mean but like Kind of looking at these these plus minuses, like Maha Mute coming off the bench, only plays 16 minutes, is minus 10, so he really you know, looked like a turnstile there. Same with uh, Gerald Green, 9 minutes, minus 11. Um, I mean, really, you, you hit the nail on the head with the the tough shooting. I mean, Clint Capella is leading the way at 66%, taking you know 15 shots comparatively to Harden's 22, which seems a little low for him, Paul's 19. So we'll see. I mean, it you know, on a night where James Harden nearly puts up a triple-double and really is just not having any rebounds, which, again, might talk to the fouls. But, yeah. I mean, I, I'm still pretty confident in picking Houston there. I don't know if I'd pick it in five. I don't know if I would have picked a sweep because it's always tough to call that kind of deal. But, yeah. um, you know, you think going back to Utah, they might be able to go back to Houston 2-2. But, I don't know, we'll see what goes on. Yeah. If it's 3-1, though, it could easily wrap up at 5. And hopefully when they go back to Utah, Ricky Rubio can get a new sweatshirt. Yeah, if you want to provide some color on that, <laughs> instead of just being passive-aggressive. Well, uh, being passive-aggressive is one of my favorite things, yeah. but... Oh, whoa, whoa. Um, Ricky Rubio wore the, the, the Adidas rookie sweatshirt under his blazer last night, the one that's meant to put down Ben Simmons because he's, quote-unquote, not a rookie... And, you know, it has the definition of what a rookie is. And Donovan Mitchell has been using that as his reason why he should be rookie of the year. Basically, I you should be rookie of the year because the person that's actually better than you isn't a rookie. So, like, good excuse, but you're going to lose. So, get a new sweatshirt. Yeah, I mean, on that argument, the one thing that I would say is that... Um I mean, it's it's the same thing that you're seeing in baseball. We talked about this when, when you were on for the, the bullpen card. It's all about service time and playing. Like, who cares if Ben Simmons was hanging around the team and takes pictures with them, floating around at bars, when Nerlens Noel is still banging it around Philly? Um, he's not playing games. And like, I agree that there is a lot of development that takes place in that year. But like, 
it's the rule. Like yeah. that's just what the rule is. So there's, like, th- if yeah. you or don't like it, get the rule changed. But there's no there's no NBA definition of how much professional development affects your rookie status. Exactly. It's games. It's games played. It's the same in every other sport. Baseball has that. They have September call ups. Otherwise, you can say, oh, he spent a month. He spent one of six months with a team. Hockey kids get called out of college to go play in the in the playoffs. Football, I mean, that's kind of tough there because yeah. of how seasonal football is. But you know, it, it's it's one of those things where it all comes down to games played. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's simple enough. I mean, even we're both saying this pretty biasly, loving Ben Simmons, but I think it's it's tough to say there. I mean, the Boston's fans chat chanting, "Not a rookie," or kind of they're just doing that because they love Jason Tatum. Yeah, that's why they're chanting, "He's our rookie." But he's not even in the conversation, so like, take your rookie and shove it. No, we'll we'll come back to that. I mean, so kind of. <laughs> if you're not here for Sixers homerism, turn it off now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it should be pretty obvious if you've ever listened to any other content that we put out on this podcast feed that we are Philly first. But we're gonna we're gonna get there. Uh, but to wrap up, I think they I think the Rockets win in six. Um, Do you think six or five? Uh, it's definitely not going to seven. No, it's not going to seven. I say Rockets and five. You think so? I, yeah, they're a much better team. They're a much better team. I just think, like, you don't want to think that a team's going to go home and not show up. I think it's possible. It certainly is. I've seen the Miami Heat do it. Again, <laughs> we'll get to the Sixers. But the you think, though, with how well they've played and the, the fact that they're able to you know put up leads like this. I mean, the NBA can be so wonky at times where leads like that evaporate, snap of a, of a finger. Yeah, and you don't need an infinity. You don't need the Infinity Stones to do it. Spoiler oh. alert! Uh, if you haven't seen Infinity War yet, it's been a week. It has been. Yeah, th- then you don't want to see it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, all right. So you have them in five. I have them in yeah, six. Yeah, I just think the Rock. I just think that either Harden or Chris Paul can take a game over and put it on their back. And I don't like. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell put up good numbers last night, but I don't. It's not they're not like earth shattering numbers, seventeen points, like okay. Alright. But we move on to the Golden State Warriors versus the New Orleans Anthony Davises. Hey, no, no, no. I call I like to call them the New Orleans Drew Holidays. Mm, Alright. Have you seen the points and the like the stats that he's putting up? Have you seen the stats that Bo- that not Boogie, Anthony Davis is putting up? I know, up? but like the brows we can expect the- it from him more, I think. Yeah, but I mean, he never, he's only been in one other playoff series before against the Warriors, and he stunk uh, three years ago in the first title run the Warriors had. So it's it's nice. He's come back. He plays 42 minutes the other night, nearly puts up a triple-double. Actually, I'm, I'm stretching that. I saw defensive rebounds and rebounds. Yeah. Uh, he only had five assists. But still, I mean, you come out, you have Rondo looking like vintage Rondo, which yeah. is awesome. It's I mean, it's, it's great to see. Um, one of my former boys, I used to have a Rondo Celtics jersey back in the day. We might need to reassess our. Uh, this is number nine, a big number nine guy. Um, anyway, I mean, no, you can't discount Drew Holiday. He puts up four, the twenty-four points, nearly plays the entire game. Which props yeah. to you. Nobody ever does that in the NBA now. Um, you and LeBron can play the entire game. Yeah, I mean, well, you you want that out of LeBron, though. I mean, we'll, they need that out of LeBron. Well, yeah, though. we'll get we'll get there. Uh, but I mean, I think this thing going back to New Orleans. Even the fact that the Pelicans made it close, I still think this goes max five. I do too. I would love to see it go five. I would love to see the Pelicans get one on the Warriors. They yeah. got they got blown out the first game pretty much, but they they only won by five in game two. Yeah, really 
buoyed by the uh, 28 points for Steph Curry off the bench. Yeah, I was going to ask. I mean, he's got to be immediately crazy. starting next game. Well, yeah. You, you take Swaggy P off. Yes. Basically, you can't even count as a starter because he played 11 minutes in, in game two. And just you're like, oh, Steph's ankle's fine. Go. Go, yeah. Steph. Um, but move it, move Andre Godala probably to the three yeah. in, in, his, in his stead and put Steph back in at point guard. Um, I mean, Sean Livingston's still getting a ton of minutes there. Good for him. Yeah. Guy that... I picked him up for real cheap on uh, DraftKings the other night. Nice, Got nice. Got a decent amount of points. Yeah, you know, it's all about value yeah. when you talk about DraftKings. But we'll get, you know, we, we can talk Kevin about that Looney, another Kevin Looney, though, that's a real value. 22 minutes, 8 points, 8 rebounds. Yeah. That's a real value. I mean, the crazy thing with the Warriors is that these guys, left and right, are, are draining shots all over the place. That's, you know, their M.O. Steph shoots 50% coming out from just having, like, dummied ankles. He's had bad ankles Stupid. his whole career. Um, Draymond Green ripping them, 40%, 2 for 5. Uh, KD leading the way, 29 points. I mean, KD, I think, it's Steph's team, but I think KD, he's still proven himself to be one of the best players. I mean, I think... Ever. Not ever, KD, but in the, KD is better than Steph. Oh, he absolutely is. I thought you were going to, like, argue with me on that point. No, 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 no. But it's, it's, like, you don't, like, in the hypothetical that neither of us likes, LeBron comes to Philly, doesn't become... LeBron's team, like LeBron's, better than JoJo or Ben Simmons, but it's still like they're it's they're the they're the Sixers. That's my question, and that's why I don't want him. But yeah. we can talk. That's about That's another. That that's another thing. That's like a time. whole. That's a whole other conversation. But like Steph Curry, he's the captain. It's it's his team. Katie's absolutely better, and that's yeah. you know when you have sports, you know, with the cat, you know the the captaincy on the chest, where there's football, hockey, baseball at times. You know they're they're not always the best player. They're the best leader. It's the right. it's a heart and soul. And that's Steph Curry. That's what I mean by the point. But yeah, Kevin Durant though. I mean putting together an all time playoff run. At least we. I mean we need to curtail this a little bit because they've only played seven games. But yeah, still it's it's a good run of seven games. Something that I really like about these two teams, and we'll see it um, like the opposite side of this when we look at the Cavs and the Raptors games. Is if you look at their starters and like. They're not their benches so much because they're starters. At least on the Pelicans are playing, like, the real bulk of the minutes there. Yeah. But all of their starters are in double digits. Like, all of them are contributing. They're all... And then if you switch out what will happen tomorrow night, they play tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow night in when, New Orleans. When yeah. Steph starts for Nick Smoothie Young. Smoothie King Arena. Yeah. yeah. When Steph starts for Nick Young, like, most likely all of... The Warrior starters will be in double figures. And I really like... I've been trying to, like, develop this, like, theory in its, in its infancy. But about, like, spreading the ball out and the distribution of scoring on a team and, like, how it correlates to wins. Because I just find that teams that can get the ball to other people... It, it sounds basic, but, like, the, the Cavs frequently win because they have this one player. So I'm interested to see, like... The distribu- if the scores are evenly distri- scoring is evenly distributed throughout the team, do those teams win more, or do the teams that have like this one like powerhouse guy that scores and can take over the game, do they have a higher winning percentage? But I I th- I lean towards the distribution, and so I like both of these teams because you look and you see like six players, seven players, and in, in double figures. Yeah, I, no, it's certainly. I mean, the more scoring, the better, especially when you can get it out of the support players. You want that kind of stuff. I mean, I know from watching, you know, complete homerism here, but watching the Lehigh team senior year, basically the first half non-conference play, you have C.J. McCollum, 
starter for the Blazers now. It's a lottery pick. He's obviously it's feed the ball to CJ. Podcaster. He is yeah now as a podcast. Shout out to CJ if you want to come on. Love to have you because uh, he's definitely listening. Promote for promote. Yeah yeah L for L uh, F for F. Um, but anyway, it, 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 like it all went through him. He had a good supporting cast around him. Two other guys were in his class also. Like they're the trio as the highest scoring of a trio in one graduating class and up there in the history. But then he gets hurt. Those two guys, this junior. Uh, point guard, they all become this core of the team. The scoring gets distributed, and they were still winning enough. There, there were times where, even still, if they were cold or their defense kind of fell, like not having a star power, the star power on the court mm-hmm. can affect it. So I think it's it's a little mix of both. There's probably some leaning towards the distribution because it doesn't hurt, um, but you know, I think having a, the star power and that that leadership from it and kind of. Looking to the guy that you want with the ball with you know five yeah. seconds left. That I think that you can't discount that, even though it's something you can't quantify. quantify. Yeah, but I'm just interested to see because of the way the Caps have been winning games this year because LeBron has no one around him. Yeah. Um. So look for that. You know, whenever I finish that. Yeah. So I mean, we'll we can we'll wrap this up quickly on uh on the Warriors and Pelicans. I think it goes four. I think they sweep. I'm saying five. I'm say saying five. the Pelicans get one at yeah, home. Yeah, I just think they get so close at on the road that the Warriors, Steve Kerr, they're going to adjust this and make sure that this doesn't get anywhere near of a you know of of a five game because they could have easily swept through in the fir- in the first round against the Spurs and they kind of kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit. Granted, it's a seven game series, so you can you can do that kind of stuff. You can afford to drop one, but yeah. You know, I mean, you want to continue carrying that momentum, especially like again, presumably against Houston. It's gonna be it's gonna be something where they're throwing haymakers left and right, and we finally get this series after a down year so Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals. Not to look ahead too much, but you can finally get a good one. I mean, yeah, you had the, the good one against of the the Thunder and and Warriors a couple of years ago, where the Thunder blew a three one lead. Yeah, everybody forgets that because everybody talks about the Warriors in the next round. But we'll move on to the East. We start with the game, or the series that we're watching, the Cavaliers and the Raptors. Game two, up in Toronto right now, it's halftime. It's been an interesting series so far. The Raptors really blew it in game one. Uh, we watched the end of that, and I mean, they they should have probably, I mean, they tipped the ball around the rim all mm-hmm. over the place. I mean, they couldn't nail a shot to save their lives, both in regulation and in overtime. And now, I mean, they had a little bit of a lead on the Cavs. Cavs starting to close it up. I mean, Emma, what have your thoughts been on this? Yeah, I mean, everyone says, you know, Toronto lost game one. The series is over. The Cavs have Toronto's number. And I hate to say it because I like the Raptors generally, and I generally don't like the Cavs because I like to see new blood in there. But it seems like the Cavs have the Raptors' number. Yeah, I mean, there was that meme that they showed the clip from It where – you know, all the kids are superimposed with Raptors yeah. playing spaces, and like it shows the flip book, and the clown ends up being LeBron. <laughs> like, you say what you will if you're a LeBron hater or a LeBron fan of, of saying he's a clown, but um, metaphors. But I mean, I think I agree with you. the The fact that they're that he's able to do that, and I mean, he's able to. We talked about this before in the West. He that he is that factor. He basically turns up to eleven and takes over games. It's absolutely absurd. The way that this guy does it, and I mean, say again, say what you will, NBA refs, yada yada yada. But 
LeBron's legit. He's one of the best, if not the best player in the world. And, I mean, yeah, he's the reason why they're either going to win or if he doesn't step up to it, that's why they'd lose. Right, and it's crazy. I know that LeBron was planning on playing all 48 minutes of that game. Yeah. Like, not coming out. And he had cramps and he ended up coming out, but he still played, like, nine minutes more than Kyle Korver, who was the second highest... Um, had the second highest amount of playing time mm-hmm. and i get i mean it includes overtime but like even with coming out with cramps like he's still played almost 10 minutes more than anyone else on his team and i'm sure he's older than a lot like a decent amount of people on his team sure and he yeah i mean he's good no. he's, he's good it's, it's, it's he's, a, good. he's good. all right yeah but i think uh, yeah I don't, I don't know the series is over i think this is the best one of all the series to go potentially to seven games, it's got the, definitely the highest shot of it. Yeah. I don't know if it necessarily does, um, but certainly I, I think it has a better shot than Sixers Celtics, which probably in my mind would be second highest. Yeah. And definitely we already picked the West. We, I picked one to sweep. You picked another one in five. So, I mean, obviously we we're fin- feeling pretty confident about those high seeds there. Yeah. Um, and also, like, the I mean the Raptors come in as the one seed in the East and they just they weren't playing like it. They had like fourteen turnovers to the Cavs six and the Cavs got twenty one points off of those turnovers. Yeah, like, it's pretty. That's you're be, not going to win games that. like yeah. that. But the crazy thing is, is that the the Cavs won that game and they never they never led in regulation, and LeBron didn't even score in overtime. He didn't score a single point. Yeah. And, like, the Raptors still, like, fell apart. That's still that's pretty wild. And so, like, I don't... They need to, like, figure out... And I also question, like, some of the coaching decisions or whether it's coaching decisions or decision-making by DeMar DeRozan on the floor. But I don't know why when you are driving to the hoop for that last shot that you just don't drive to the hoop and make them foul you and instead you pass out to Fred Van Fleet who for a three who like has a bad shoulder like you're the star of that team that you have to take that shot no I agree with you 100% I mean that was always something that at the beginning of the LeBron you know going down to the finals and and getting close and then when he got to the finals and the start of the streak that he was wasn't the one wanting to take that shot that's why Kyrie has like the shot that's why he has the shot too I mean but it just shows, again, the guy, it really feeds through that guy with the cojones to be like, I want it right now. Give it to me. I get the idea of trying to dish it out for an open look, but like you said, get a foul, draw it, yeah, and, and just kill it there. Um, yeah, the end of that, that first game was wild. I mean, here we have, you know, game two, and it's been kind of all over the place. We watched a little bit at the end of the first half before we jumped on here. I mean, depending on how it ends up, I mean, if Cleveland goes up 2 nothing. Which I, you got to think Toronto pulls this out at home at least. Again, you don't you want to see a team dis, you know go, do that at home. But yeah, they're showing Kyle Lowry right now. I mean, six for seven in, in the first half. Obviously, by the end of this, we'll we'll talk a little bit about what the score ended up being on the when we come back to this after the Sixers game. But yeah, we're looking at Ty Lue's he suit. He has really weird earlobes. He has a weird suit on. I mean, I was looking at his ears. I was looking at anyway, his earlobes. Yeah, I mean, kind of to wrap this up, I think. Depending on how this goes, we'll make our official picks on it when we know the score when we come back. But how this game goes, Cleveland enters the second half down two. You know, uh, it could, I mean, it, it 
it's cliche enough, but it'll define the series. You know? Yeah. Um, but let's quickly give our thoughts on game one, Sixers-Cavs, or Sixers-Celtics, and then we'll get your thoughts for tonight going into it. I just want to put game one, like, out of my memory. Like, sure. that's like the game where you just burn the game tape and you're like, we're never going to look at this again. No. Um, they, Real football guy move. Just go bury the tape. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Go bury it. They just shot like 19% from three. They could not defend to save their soul. Marco, no. there was like a stretch of like five minutes. Not It was probably not five minutes. I don't know how many minutes no. it was. Where they, it was like that that story that TJ told on JJ Reddick's podcast. Like again. Again. They ran again. everything. Again. By Marco Bellinelli, and they just drove to the basket on him every time. Well, don't pick just on Bellinelli. I mean, really. No, but that was every, a thing. It was a thing, but everybody on the Sixers was getting just completely manhandled on defense. I mean, Joel Embiid fell for the pick and roll every single time. Whoever would do it, normally it was Al Horford, but or Al Horford would get the shot. Or even if he ran with it, Embiid didn't switch. He'd go with it. Or even if there were... Whoever was supposed to do what? There's a guy wide open. The Celtics had at least five three-pointers that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, the only one that looked decently good was Ben Simmons on defense. I mean, offensively, they were just cold. I mean, I think Joe still looks good on defense no matter what. Even just under the basket. He's just like a formidable presence. Yeah, I I mean, we're we're highlighting the the lows of it. I mean, he had a couple good blocks, especially in the first half. Even in the second half, too. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, the, the shooting can't be that cold. You're not going to get games out of the guys on the Celtics bench like that again. Yeah, the Celtics can't be that hot. The they Sixers can't be that can't possibly be that, that hot. Like the, Just the difference of shooting, whatever that range happens to be, it, it's, if you put it on a bell curve, it's in the tails of it. Yeah. It's outside of the, the normal, the range of normalcy. Um, not to get too stat nerdy on you, but <laughs> keys going into tonight. Um, it's really kind of simple. It's make like a, I'm not even saying they need to shoot like lights out from three. Um, just make a couple more, like the Celtics made 12 more three pointers than the Sixers did, but the Sixers only lost by 16. Yeah. So like, and they played terrible defense. So like, just like play your normal defense, hit a couple more shots. And, and, like, the Celtics can shoot like they were, and you're going to win the game. I'd say get the, the passing a little crisp as well. There were some where they're trying to force it in there. They're, I mean, you're telegraphing passes left and right. And there was a lot, especially toward down the stretch, where the Celtics were just swarming, especially underneath the hoop. You knew kind of what the play was going to be. And there were a lot of picks that were right there. Yeah. To use football terms, staring right, staring the receiver right in the face and letting that defender come right up and... and you know, get the pass, whether it's a pump fake or what it is that you have to do. No, it's not as prevalent as it is for a quarterback to do in football. But, I mean, you gotta got to get some mix in there. The Celtics had that with the pick and rolls they were doing. They were moving the ball around better. So you you, you got to have that as well. And then we just need a little bit more bench production. Only Ersan yeah. and Bellinelli had points off the bench. Mm. Um, so not that, yeah. I mean, Brett Brown's running with a pretty tight rotation as it is. But with the minutes that they had, like, Amir Johnson only played five. TJ played six. Justin Anderson played five. And, like, all that Amir contributed was a personal foul. I think TJ had an offensive rebound. So, yeah. um, and just Cove needs to shoot more. 
Covenant, I mean... He need to shoot better, too. Shoot better more yeah. than anything. I guess he's shooting, like, enough. Yeah. He, but, like, he's cold, so he's not going to take the shot. But no, I no, just... No. He I needs agree. to... Get it together. He had three points. It's, like, not good. All right, so we'll wrap it up with this. Prediction. I still say Sixers in six. Well, I, I meant at the game. Of game oh, two. Game two prediction. Oh, um, I think the Sixers win. You have I score? No. Any idea? I just think they win. Yeah, I think... If I had to guess, I would say Sixers get into the teen, the one teens. So maybe like one fourteen mm-hmm. to I'm going to say one oh six from the Celtics. I think they they're still they're playing well. You can't discount that they're playing no. well, but I think the Sixers defense tightens up a bit, but they still have some some good shots in there. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us for this first half. Again, we're going to come back. You're, you're going to hear us immediately, but we're going to watch the game, have you know, have all of our reactions on all somewhat, somewhat put together. We're gonna, it's going to be, be very emotionally raw, but that'll do it for this first half. We will be back. Before we get to the second half of this podcast post-Sixers game, I wanted to give you guys an update on the Stanley Cup playoffs. Two games tonight, uh, two game fours. The Penguins defeated the Capitals in Pittsburgh. Not that series up, but two games apiece. Just finished watching the Predators take care of business up in Winnipeg. Pecorine put on a show, and the Preds not that one up at two games apiece. Definitely a, a, a must win, as would have been tough to try to dig themselves out of a 3-1 hole. Even with two games in Nashville, that's, uh, that's pretty tough to do in the Stanley Cup playoffs, especially the way that Winnipeg plays at home. So it's been a it's been an awesome second round. We have the Bruins looking to also get to two two as they'll have Game Four against Tampa Bay up in Boston tomorrow night, and then Vegas San Jose they have Game Five Friday night as well, uh, and and that series is t- tied two two. So it's been a very competitive second round. I heard a stat that it's the first time since 1991 that the the uh, all four series have tied one one after two games. So I mean. It's just been awesome seeing these these different series that we've been you know longing to see since the the matchups got drawn and, and kind of expected whether it's Tampa Boston or Penn's Caps or even Winnipeg Nashville I mean Vegas San Jose is one that that's been you know been a ton of fun it wasn't necessarily one that a lot of people expected with how crazy the Pacific Division has been but definitely a, a very cool there big part of why I wanted to make the you know my thoughts too I, I didn't get a chance to write my Second round preview because I was up in Boston and in the last pod that we did to talk about hockey, the the first round was still wrapping up. the The Bruins and the Maple Leafs hadn't even gone to Game Seven yet, so I wanted to you know get my picks out there. Um, the nice part of it all being competitive is that I can still stand by my picks. I uh, really the only one that that isn't looking my favor right now is that I I pick the Bruins to win that series, uh, but. You know, if they win tomorrow night in Beantown, you know, all you know, all could go well for me. I still think the Penguins get it done in six. I would have thought that they t- would take both games in Pittsburgh and and really put the the uh, the Capitals against the wall. But you know, they, I think they're they're back in the driver's seat now. Even with it going to Washington for Game Five, I think they uh, they steal that and then come back to Pittsburgh to close it out. Uh, Preds Jets I think the Predators take it in seven and I think this series is speaking to it Uh, the Predators looked great tonight uh, really in terms of their defense Uh, PK Subban scoring which is something we've come to expect from him especially in the playoffs Uh, but but really Pekka Rene looking like vintage Pekka he's been 
kind of so-so on the road, uh, whether it's been against Colorado or, or even dating back to last year where he didn't do so well against Pittsburgh in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, you know, I think that that'll, you know, Bode against him for uh, you know game six, but I think the Preds get it done when they go back to Bridgestone on Saturday night uh, to you know go up three two, and then w- when game seven does happen, they they get it done in that uh, rockin' arena. Which if you've never been, I know I've talked about it a number of times in the podcast, but it's uh, definitely a, a must do if you're a hockey fan. Uh, Vegas San Jose, I th- I think San Jose gets it done. I know that's uh, the way that Vegas plays at home. It, it seems completely unlikely especially the fact that San Jose had to go to double OT to win that that uh game two in Las Vegas but I I think Vegas their their time is running out you know they're they're a new team obviously and this team the island of misfit toys of guys that that you weren't protected in the expansion draft or that the the Golden Knights were able to to get some uh you know some serious leverage when they were you know forming this team but I think that that's going to run out soon. If it's real, if it really is destined to be Vegas in the final or Vegas Nashville, I mean that'd be a hell of a Western Conference final. But but uh, could be put could be a lot of fun there. But you know, I mean, I'd love to hear what you guys think. Again, I, I really appreciate you guys understanding with the hockey of uh you know not getting my picks out. But like, but uh, Greg and I, I'm sure we'll be talking a ton about it, especially with his Bruins, and he's going to give me a lot of shit about the Celtics because we're about to talk about. Game two of the Sixers-Celtics series as Emily and I uh, both had a disappointing result. But here we go. Here's Emily and I reacting to Sixers-Celtics game two. We're back. Yeah. We've uh, obviously the Sixers have lost. They fell to the Celtics 108-103. Boston wins both home games that they have. So now Sixers just got to win both home games they have. They gotta this. take a game in Boston though if they're gonna win the series. Yeah. Yeah. They, well, they have to. Yeah, literally have to. Um, yeah. I mean, I missed the first quarter because I had my softball game. That was the only fun part. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I got there and it was it was the peak of the lead and uh, I looked down for a second, got a beer at the bar and uh, all of a sudden it's halftime and it's a two point game. It's a five point game. At it's halftime. a five halftime. Yeah. Yeah, because they had to. They looked at a Marcus Smart three and changed it to a two, so it was a five point game. Man, the beginning of the game was so fun. Like everything was coming up Sixers. Like JJ Reddick's <laughs> JJ Reddick scored the first eight points. Like he wasn't missing. Like I was like, this is it. Like the Celtics were missing shots. I was like, we are hitting shots. Like it was literally the exact opposite of the last game. Like our defense was, we were so locked in, like Cove was everywhere. Like Joe was everywhere. And I was like, this is my team. Like this is it. And they were rolling through the middle of the second quarter. And then 22 point lead. Poof. Gone. Bye. Yep. Bye. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was, it was tough. I mean, Ben Simmons held to no baskets. Joel Embiid still looked like a turnstile on defense. I, um, I just, yeah, he had like some good defensive plays, but then also there were times when like people would shoot and he would have his back to the basket, and I'm like, I'm not sure how you think you're going to get a rebound with your back to the basket. Like, just turn around. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, like that doesn't even take any extra effort. Like you're not running, you're just. Turn around so you can see if it goes in or not. Yeah, it, I mean, it just—it's tough. People are 
I mean, the players rather they're they're kind of all over the place. They're not playing well. Um, and it's really disappointing that not just the twenty-two point lead, but like that they had like two really outstanding performances from JJ and Covington tonight. Yeah, Robert Covington played really well. His defense yeah. was he was everywhere tonight, and like. I didn't have time because it takes the NBA like a little bit of time to put up the advanced stats. So when I was looking at them, they weren't up yet. But I like really want to look at like his like defensive rating and like his matchups and like see really like the numbers. But like the eye test, like him and his like long ass arms were everywhere. Like he had a block tonight and they were like, oh, Joel Embiid with that outstanding block. Like, no, that was Cove. Like. It was so athletic that you thought it was Embiid, but it wasn't. Yeah. And, like, he had a really bad game, game one. He had three points. I think no baskets. I think they were all free throws. And then he comes out tonight. I think he finishes with, I want to say, like, 22 to JJ's 23. Both of them were in the 20s. And, like, to waste that game and, like, that lead and have Ben have such, like, terrible game like the worst game of his career and yet like you still have that lead and then you gave it up it just like seems like such a golden opportunity that you just like threw away no i know i agree with you um yeah i mean you're up that big and it seems like you go into cruise control and the celtics just didn't give up i mean this is exactly what you had said going into the series brad stevens knows how to adjust he's a great coach yeah and just knew how to adjust and 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 get this team rallied yeah. around around it. And I mean I think there'll be two things that people talk about in the next couple of days regarding coaching. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a rehash of my post, but the uh, go to Liberty Ballers, you can read it there. My recap. Yeah. yeah. I asked the editor, I said, Can I just post them like the exploding head emoji and leave it at that? Like that's my post and he I was like He's like, I mean, it, it perfectly sums up the game, but, like, probably won a little more. So, yeah. Okay. yeah, you know. But I think the first decision is why was there no timeout called in that run at the end of the second quarter? I don't know. Like, just That's cut really it. That's a point, yeah. And he didn't and let it run to halftime, at which point I was like, eh, well, it's halftime. Like, they'll come out in the half, whatever. They didn't really. And then the other decision is to put Ben Simmons back in the game at the end of the game when TJ was playing so well. Yeah. And, like, I don't even know how many points TJ finished with. Like, maybe six or eight. Um, but just, like, defensively, he's just, like, such a gnat and, like, so annoying for everyone. And all he's way – he's faster than Ben. He's quicker than Ben. And at least tonight. Yeah. And he was all over. And I guess it's, you know, you want to put your guys for the future in those positions so they grow and, like, see what happens. But – yeah. Because, I mean, no one thinks going into this year that this year was the year. No. Like, you know. I mean, it's it's house money at this point with the yeah, team. Yeah, but it's just so hard, like, how it, they've been playing to, like, put that thought in your mind versus, like, wanting them to win now. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and to, to, to kind of follow up, TJ had eight points. He's plus 16. And Ursan was plus 11, and they took him out at the same time. He's He finished plus nine, Ursan okay. did. Um, yeah, but they they both played 16, 17 minutes, or Ursan and TJ, respectively. I mean, it's a really good point, though. I mean, they were both playing so well. You had incredible play off of the bench. They had 23 points. I mean, Boston had, you know, I mean, they had 30. So yeah. 
didn't get outscored that much. No, but um, the bench play was way better this way game. Way better. Belly way was better. hitting shots. His defense is still not great, but he was at least hitting shots where last game he wasn't hitting them and his defense was terrible. Yeah. So, like, I'll take the offense. Surprisingly, only 11 turnovers for the Sixers. I, it wasn't a turnover it thing. It wasn't a it turnover was like thing. A bad effort thing. Yeah, all of a sudden the shots just weren't falling. And I, I don't know. I they mean, just stopped playing defense. Like, but you, you missed the fun part. Like, they were like firing on cylinders yeah. in defense on the first. I was like, look at them. Like, they're everywhere. The Celtics are never going to score a bucket. Yeah. And then. It's tough. The other thing that bugged me was as the game, there's like eight seconds left in the game. And I don't know what the score was, but Al Horford is driving for a layup. And Embiid just lets him go. Yeah. Like, I understand that he had five fouls and, like, that would have fouled him out of the game. But, like, that's the bucket that, like, essentially that, that iced the game. I mean, there the were free throws then, I think. But, like, but, like, there's eight seconds left. Just get thrown out of the game and don't let, like, maybe he misses both of those free throws. Like, take that chance and, like, you or know. misses one. Yeah, because at that point, he misses it. It becomes a three-point game instead yeah. of a four-point game. Yeah, and we get game. the rebound. Yeah. Uh, or it might have even been more than that because it was something that was so out of... It might have even became a five-point lead because of it. Um, yeah, it, I mean, no, it's a really good point. It just... It was so tough to see the end of that game because it was just resiliency versus almost just laying down and dying. I blame Kevin Hart. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask, do we, can we blame Kevin Hart yes, at this point? We yeah, we can. I, he needs to sit down. He needs to stop it. No. Is he one of the people that Joel Embiid holds a grudge against? We'll talk for a second. Maybe. Yeah. Was he a fan during the process? He was there last year. Yeah, that's like the... That's That's like, yeah. That's new process, though. Like, was he deep cuts, deep tracks only? I don't know. I actually don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, I mean, so going forward, I mean, like I... Said you know half heartedly. I mean, they won their two home games. You have to, you do have to go in and win in Boston in Game Five if there is one. Um, There's hopefully will be, but the Sixers if they come in, they win both games in Philly, and it becomes the same thing that they did against the Bucks. I mean, the Celtics didn't play very well in Milwaukee. You can not that you can expect that, but that's something to at least hold your head up for. Uh, and then just come back and push it. I mean, even if it comes down to, God forbid, a game seven, you know, I mean, it's not going to continuously go like this. At least not with no Kyrie, no Gordon Hayward. Uh, I, I'm still not, I'm not dejected enough that I think that this series is over. No, at all. I don't either, but I mean... It- I was talking to my dad, and we were saying that, like, even if they lose tonight, but it's a close, good game, that we'd feel okay. And I don't, I mean, the score was a close game, but I don't think you can call it a good game. No, it wasn't a good half. So it's like, do I feel great about it? I don't feel great about it, but, I mean, if they play like that at home, they'll get booed. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, They might. At least it's, at least a hard court is not... You know the right. It's not the right surface to uh, warrant the drunk fans in the two hundred level to throw no, beer and pizza. Oh, pizza! Yeah. I'm getting trolled by Boston fans on Twitter right now. By the way, never read the comments. Never read the comments there. Wow. I oh, like boy. to read my replies. 
goal in the uh, Nashville-Winnipeg series. This isn't even a tweet from this game. This is a tweet from the last game. This guy, is he went back in my tweets. Wow. That's pretty crazy. That's creepy. But anything else before we wrap up the Sixers and and quickly talk about the Celtics? Or not the Celtics, the the Cavaliers. Um, No, they need to get their shit together, though. All right. So, neither of us have, have given up. You shouldn't if you're a Sixers fan. Never give up. Although I have a feeling that we're going to get a lot of traction. That's what my shirt says. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're going to get a lot of traction from Boston fans who are going to find the first half very funny because of how the game went and just they're probably... By Boston fans, do you mean Greg? Yeah, what's up, Greg? <laughs> um, but he'll probably share it to his friends. Greg, share it to your friends. Do, do us a solid. Um, but yeah, let's move on. So the the Cavaliers, it was the start of the third quarter when I, when we... Stopped the first half, and I went off to my softball game. Cavs end up winning by 18 points, 128 to 110. Take a commanding 2-0 lead coming back to Toronto. Saw a really funny tweet. Back to Cleveland, you mean? Or back to Cleveland. Uh, Really funny tweet. Good thing that Canada has free health care because LeBron's single-handedly giving a country depression. (laughs) Thought that was really funny. But LeBron drops 43 points. Kevin Kevin Love drops 31. Um... I mean, big night from the big stars that the Cavs have. And, you know, I mean, I, I want to say Toronto probably steals one. The Cavs might get overconfident. Uh, I was talking to one of my buddies who's in town from Cleveland about this, and he agrees. Um, so probably Cavs win in five. But, I mean, what did you see? You, did you watch the end of that game? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would still say Cavs. I would say Cavs in five. Yeah, I think. Didn't we talk about it before? We, we talked, talked about, about a little bit, one and we like made this pick. Yeah, we we just it was so close when we uh yeah you know, we, went th- I, we when I left when we were stopped that we did you know at least officially pick it one way or the other. Yeah, I don't. I think that the that the Raptors have like a little bit more than to get swept by the Cavs. Um, I don't know if Le- I hate I. It's, you sound crazy if you discount that he can do anything, but like, can LeBron carry that entire team for four whole games? Like, that's a big ask. It's still so, LeBron, though. I know. That's why it's like maybe he can. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Twelve fifteen. <laughs> no, it is. It's it's late here on the East, but. Uh... I'm crashing from the my emotional roller coaster that I just went on. Yeah, it's been one. But game five or game three is uh, at five on Saturday yes, I will at the be Wells there. Fargo Center. You will be there. You're taking your dad. Yep. I'm going to game four with you. So yep. it's going to be fun. Um, but I think that's going to do it for us. Yeah, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, uh, so stay tuned. Greg and I will be on Sunday night, like I said, at the top of the podcast for the week, two weeks really, of the bullpen cart. Um, to catch you up on baseball, but Emily, I want to thank you. I know it's uh, the second half didn't go the way we wanted to, but you know it's we live to see another day. Yeah, that's why you play a long series. At least we're not the Trailblazers. Exactly. Or Toronto, honestly. Yeah, at least, at least, <laughs> at least you didn't start in Philly and you're down two zero after end coming your there. Podcast. At least we're not Toronto. <laughs> we're not Toronto. Is that a song? Or you just have you never seen the Cleveland tourism video? Oh, man. Shout out to, or Blast in the Past, rather. Go Google. If you haven't seen it before, Google Cleveland Tourism video on YouTube. And with that, I think that's going to do it. Emily, thank you. Thank you for listening. Go follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, all that good stuff. 
Third and girl underscores on both sides of the and. Yep, Jordo nine for myself. Uh, Thunderbox Sports on Insta, all that good stuff. But we um, we will talk to you soon. Make sure to follow the the blog as well, thunderbogsports.com. But have a good night, everybody. Have a good weekend, and we'll catch you later. Thanks again. Bye.